This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. We'll make a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Tidrich. Look ahead to Raw tonight. It's very rare that I get to say Monday Night Raw's on a bit of a roll. Yes. Uh, I didn't think loads to last week's show, but it was the post-Rumble thing. They had big stories to address, and they did that. And looking at this card... They've actually booked stuff. Yeah, like at least they did kind of set up a lot of stuff for this week. So you kind of, it makes me want to give them a pass for last week. The week before that was the Raw's Triple X show. It's kind of ruled, actually. And they're getting numbers out the ass. So it behooves them to do this too. Like you shouldn't have to beg yes. for them to actually like think about what's going to be coming up in the weeks to come. But they're on a hot streak. So why would you not try and keep that alive? I'll tell you what's going to piss me off. A scenario that I've invented in my head. <laughs> <laughs> what if, right, tonight's not an aberration and they decide to, like, book things in advance, what if the stupid WWE journals and the affiliates start saying, God, look at that, they've got their bloody ducks in a row. Imagine that, a wrestling (laughs) show. (laughs) WWE inventing the concept of advertising matches on TV. I think this one's going to take. I think it's goaded. I think they're cooking. And more of this, please. Why didn't anybody else think of this? Thank you, Papa H. Anything they do will annoy me, even if it's good. Yeah. yeah, because of the dickhead final reaction to it. I saw you on Twitter over the weekend. I, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, for context, on Twitter, someone tweeted, when was the last time you heard a noise like this? On Wednesdays? <laughs> yeah. they, they were talking about the Sami Zayn, and it was great, and it was noisy, but can we not pretend just because we need to keep WWE on side, not us, other outlets, can we not pretend because we want to secure interviews even though nothing of insight is ever disclosed, right? Pretend that WWE invented noise. Please don't do this. Don't make a dick of yourself. Don't say demonstrably stupid, bad faith things about WWE because... 
what's the end result of this? I tweeted because I tweeted about it as well. I tweeted uh, about the reaction to Sami Zayn, but I didn't need to feel, feel the need to say. Never heard anything like. I this. know. I don't. I'm 37, man. I don't want to get involved in a culture war. I don't like AEW automatically. I do not want to be drawn into this, but for God's sake, can we not pretend that they invented noise because the crowds have been hot for three weeks? Please. <laughs> and for what? What are you getting out of this? A post-show press conference where you ask Triple H if he's happy with what he's got cooking for WrestleMania. What do you get out of that? Thanks for joining us, Madcap Moss. You're in the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. You can give you uh, your strategy for that. I think our YouTube viewers would love to hear from you. <laughs> no, no problem with Madcap Moss, but that's the upshot of what you get I from 3,000 tweets, licky, licky brown nose. And then this works both ways, like because we've seen it, the AEW things oh, get I, enough stick. Like, we're, that's probably the best. Like, we, we don't need to tell anybody <laughs> to listen to this, but like you won't get that sort of nonsense out of us because, like, for better and worse, we're sometimes not the best friends of these companies, and you don't have to. You can actually just say what you think mm. about what you're watching, and that be that. Oh, it's like polluted out there, man. It's uh, at the minute, and I understand this has been the case for AEW, and God knows if I criticise mildly one of the few mid-episodes of Dynamite they produce that I just get AEW oh freakazoids out the ears I never get in why, the replies. why people say that, because it's like they switch from we're either paid AEW shills to paid WWE shills, and I feel like surely the answer is... We just give our subjective takes on this. The marquee, the best that, you know. People say that about the BBC. You have people on the right and the left that are furious that they're biased towards either side. That means they're doing the best possible job of applying mm. balance. It's just irritating. Like, WWE over the past three weeks, and again, it's nice. I don't want to deprive people of a good time, but it's getting Rick and Mortified, <laughs> this fan base, <laughs> of this thing that is so good. They've reinvented what the form actually is. It's cleverer and better than anything. So I don't want to watch it now. (laughs) Maybe that's on me. It's all a reflection of WWE's output, which I've been really raving about. For the first time, earnestly, since Planet's champion, Daniel Bryan, that was the last time I was proper into it. I'm kind of there, or there or thereabouts, and then again, wait for the review of the show tomorrow, which we should discuss now. I don't want to, as well, just to, uh, like, kind of not on the other side of it, because I'm completely with Cedric on, on this. I mean, yeah, it's aid. Um, I don't want to give, like, volume to a bunch of people I've seen who are minimising how great the bloodline thing is. I think that's bollocks as well. Both of them are equally bollocks. Yeah, it's total bollocks. It's brilliant. Like, I've said this to you on the SmackDown thing. I've said it to Sidgwick over the desks. If you've ever liked WWE and you don't like this, never watch the show again. Like, this is the absolute best thing they do, and they're doing a really brilliant job of it. Mm. And for that matter, like, the chair shot pop at the Rumble, that's promoting a good wrestling show. You've, like, maximised a moment that is going to generate more money off the back of all the work you've done before. Hamlet made a great point. Stadiums aren't meant to sound like this. To take it in my customary way, one pretentious step further, it was as if the emotion of that moment just no-sold acoustics. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great just The people that are no-selling this angle, that's bollocks too. Like, they're, they're, they're the happy medium, well, it's right here on this podcast, but, like, that's where it is. Yeah. It's a bunch of people saying, God, they're, they're doing a really good job with this. The end. <laughs> it's not like Dynamite doesn't exist, and it's not like the bloodline isn't good. Insufferable they- people everywhere. Um, speaking of which, you know, there's all this discussion about what happens with Sami Zayn going forward. Uh, it's a really good podcast uh, that came out over the weekend talking about the Sami Zayn problem. You can find right now What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. I doubt there'll be much follow-up regarding this on... Raw tonight. I think it's going to probably be leaning now much more towards SmackDown because they've got other stuff going on on Monday Night Raw. Before we get into the big matches from tonight, 
Do you do anything with Cody in the interim? Like, he's called his shot. You've got the amazing graphic that people going bonkers over the weekend, quite rightly, on Twitter for over the... Uh, on on uh, social media and what have you. Do you do anything with Cody? Obviously, yes, he fought Finn Balor last week, and it was great to see him back in between the ropes. Do you give him an interim feud for two weeks? I'm struggling with this because part of me who has this almost romanticized idea of what a baby face should be, got it completely wrong ahead of the Royal Rumble. And guess what? I can hold my hands up and we admit did, that. Yeah. I thought, right, it would be criminal if he comes in at, like, anything after 22, which was the edge one. Like, usually, when they're not in ring shape, they come in at 27 or any number after that. Do some work, but nowhere near enough as, you know, your other winners where they've came in at, like, number one or whatever. And I thought, it's optics-wise, mm-hmm. particularly with a mid, the Sami Zayn organic rise to stardom, which is not even that organic. They've really plotted it. Organic suggests that. The fans like him and the offers have relented. It's not really organic. It's very yeah. well-manufactured, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, right, if he comes in at 27, he's, he's risking looking entitled, like he's just... Worked hard to come back from injury, but the spot's his, and he hasn't been there the whole time, and he might scan as someone who's just waltzed in, took the spot, he was entitled to it. Part of me thinks, well, it looks better if he has this sort of mini-program with someone, wins it, just to keep him ticking over, just to prove to the fans that he's doing the work, and again, hard work, being there all the time, it's an old WWE fan take, and I'm trying to think... I'm trying to think of whether or not it's true. Does he need to do anything? Part of me thinks, well, yes, he needs to be seen to be, you know, pun intended, doing the work. Does he? I'm not so sure anymore. I think he's just there as a star. Um, I've, I've got no idea anymore. When it, I'm, I think a big challenging part of this job is post-AEW, trying to work out what this audience wants. Yeah. It's not a wrestling audience, and I'm a wrestling analyst. So it is difficult. I would give him something to do. Why not? It can't hurt, but I don't necessarily think it would help to a considerable degree. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like um, as much as like his star power is as much as it's ever been, and you want to maximize that in WrestleMania season. It doesn't feel like Elimination Chamber needs a Cody match. There's, like, I'm not against it. I'm absolutely not against it. He wins. He gets a huge reaction on the night. But, like, the night, that is on honestly where there's probably more chance of a, uh, he seems kind of ordinary compared to Zane because you're in Montreal, you're in his hometown, the two biggest stars, baby faces on that card are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah. Even if Kevin Owens isn't there, like, he's intentionally, like, he's not there, but by design he's considered this hero. I, if I'm WWE, I'm not really thinking about Cody and Elimination Chamber because why would you? It's, I'd love the idea it, of a TV feud. Like, I think that's, that'd be a mark for yeah. Triple H if you can keep him hot in a mini program on Raw. I think I've arrived, and it's, fascinating to not be able to just in a numbed way say this is how it's going to go, this is how it's going to go. I'm still undecided about how much the Sami Zayn problem is a problem. For my elaboration on that, check out the podcast. Mm. I think it's really worth a listen. If there's ever a night that represents a risk in the contrasting reactions between those two performers, I think Hamlet's nailed this. It's Montreal. Those fans might not just be happy to cheer Sami Zayn on as he marches to his doom and this heartbreaking thing. 
they might, by comparison, realise, well, we're probably not getting a Sami Zayn victory tonight, no matter how much we will it over the line. Let's have Cody have it so we can maybe shape the direction of creative. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. If there's one night where you risk it, it didn't happen at the Rumble. It hasn't happened on TV. If there's one night where this dream scenario where they've booked two different characters as baby faces where ha- fans are happy to go along with their respective journeys at different points in time and at the same time, there's a risk. Mm. Uh, right, well, let's finally get to something that WWE are finally getting to, uh, which is the steel cage match between Bailey uh, and Becky Lynch. Obviously, it was meant to be on Raw's 30. Timing issues, blah, blah, blah. They just sort of got a very quick uh, non-match out of it on that show. They're finally doing it now. Settling the feud, it would seem. Oh, I'd hope so. Um, should be the main event, if nothing else, as part of an apology, or it goes in the spot where it's destined to get the most viewers, that kind of thing. Should open on that, on that oh, basis. Open, yeah, a platform, do you know what I mean? A platform yeah. where it's like giving the respect it warrants, at least, to, to pay off the feud. Um, do you know the thing I'm interested in more than the match? I think there's obviously there's a high ceiling. I'm not sure it'll reach it because it's raw. But I'm interested to see if what we got on Saturday extends onto TV. Was that uh, the Grayson Waller Braun Breaker thing being changed to pinfalls submissions only? Was that a company wide policy change or was that an NXT change? Because me and Cedric ever complained on these podcasts about climbing contests. A heel going for the door is one thing, a babyface is quite another. Climbing contests are boring. Was Why that would you sh- climb on the doors right there? Yeah. Was that change? In, <laughs> in all the matches where it would have made sense in Grayson Waller, that was where they decided to take that rule away. Is that a Triple H, he loves his NWA cage matches and he's been desperate to bring every cage match to look like Harley Race and Ric Flair again? We'll see. Why, like, the, why have they climbed in NXT for years and years? Because Vince was there. Uh, this is what I mean. Like, is this something he was desperate to do? A bit like, uh, oh, you don't like war games, do you? First Survivor Series, you're gone, old man. I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> like, let's see. Probably not. I think that would be like quite a jarring thing for the WWE Universe to understand, but... The match, the match would be better for it, certainly. The idea of keeping damage control out and keeping those two women in. But Becky has to win. Yes. Uh, Becky Lynch really needs this. Her stock has plummeted because, unfortunately, this women's division is on its ass and she is in the ranking file rather than being at that Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Charlotte Flair level of having big matches on the horizon. Becky Lynch doesn't feel like that at the moment. She has to win this, get the hell out of this feud, and ideally... Um, <laughs> I'm once again calling for this to be the beginning of the end of Damage Katara. Yes. I am just repeating myself. I feel like I'm in a constant loop. The act has never worked. Bailey's nowhere near the star she was, even as a heel. I think it's w- more than enough time has passed where she should now be a babyface. I imagine hate. If, imagine if they've got her as a babyface. Sorry, when Money in the Bank comes to the UK. Yeah, I know. Imagine if she's back over as a babyface. Remember that reaction at Clash at the Castle? I know. They will, will be willing her up the ladder. You know, like. I know. Just. I feel like. Becky's going to win, and the dread at this point is that she's going to... Well, would she be in the Elimination Chamber, or is she just out of it completely? No, they, they, they've filled five of six places. The sixth one's going to get filled tonight, and unless Becky works double duty, and I sense you're right, I think it's probably going to main event this, because um, I can't see anything else on here So what does that. Becky do at WrestleMania? That's the thing, is question. not, because all the slot... Like, Rhea Ripley versus Paula Player, <laughs> the... The challenge of Bianca is going to get determined at Elimination Chamber. Let's say it's Asuka, for example. Yeah. We know, well, we've seen it reported that it's going to be Ronda and Shayna for the Women's Tag Team Championship. So they're not even going to do that grudge program. What if this must continue, capital M, capital C? God. After the feud-settling traditional match. Well, who else is there? That's a good 
Hello. Nia Jax, Becky Lynch. Do you want to type here death match? Well, they want to protect the top star, not injure her. <laughs> Nia Jax isn't going to get injured. <laughs> I don't know, but it's a big question. It's a million dollar question because Becky Lynch has got to be on your card. Um, mm. It's a horrendous look if she's not, but I don't, don't see it yet. I don't see the match yet. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, also, we've got, uh, as we mentioned there, the uh, final spot in the Women's Elimination Chamber match up for grabs. Already confirmed in that match, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, final uh, members of the Royal Rumble, that is Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross and Raquel Rodriguez. Natalia qualified on SmackDown on Friday. And now it is between Carmella, Mia Yim, Piper Niven and Candice LeRae. It's two horse racist because uh, they are actively booking... Miriam Meachin as this useless figure, this like now now what's becoming like archetypal Triple H babyface, completely useless with no friends because she is a living hindrance. Yeah, <laughs> Candice LeRae is the victim of her being such a hindrance, so they'll probably have some sort of clash tonight where she costs her the match. Piper Niven uh, felt com- like reborn in the Royal Rumble, um, but Carmella's just come back. Yeah, I, I don't think you can really have a like even if you just need to win the chamber, but you have a lose on week one. I think like they did she that. She could just not be involved in the, in the decision. I guess so. Like I kind of thought they were setting that Asuka thing up for some sort of confrontation they have in the chamber itself. You know, last week when I didn't love the segment truthfully, but when she kind of no sold, <laughs> no sold the fear of Asuka. I think she wins tonight. Carmella's back and she's a threat, and the women's division to put on notice and that kind of thing, and then they have a bit of a face off in the chamber itself. Carmella Get misted. Yeah. Um, who's in it again? Carmella, Mia Yim, Piper Niven, Candice LeRae. What if Asuka misses her out the match tonight? Asuka can work Carmella on the road to working Bianca Belair. That's the, like, that's the thing about these terrible dialogue backstage segments. If you do one or two of them, it does carve out narrative opportunities Putting our hands together here, if that cage match was to open and uh, Carmella got misted before the match, they could have Becky Lynch coming out to take the spot if this was on, like, say, last or something. Like, oh, there's a f- Carmella's out because Asuka's misted her backstage and now there's a free spot available and Becky Lynch, like, gutsy Becky Lynch has won a cage match and she comes out again, she wins the four-way, she gets into the chamber and they start kind of teasing you towards Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Again? Three. Well, this Not is another one. It's yeah. about eight? Yeah. 
I don't, I'm not saying she wins the chamber. I'm just saying like they kind of this is Becky's route back to something big at WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe it's Carmella. I think it's Carmella. Piper Niven. Yeah, yeah. Don't do a good bruise bar on it. No, oh God no. <laughs> Why not? It's because he's been in the hole for about a, three weeks. Because he's, he? he's a loser. He's got a credit with Wilborn, man. So you don't want... Okay. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very bad bet from you, but uh, I'll take that bet, actually. Yeah. Ah. ah. So what? You only want to take my money? Wilborn's not good enough yeah. for you. No, I just think that he wins a lot and you lose a lot. So oh, maybe, yeah. it a, maybe it is it's a bad bet. It's called food, baby, because I win a lot. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> Let's go. Two more. No, I'm not going to say that. Let's talk. It's got me peanut butter, baby, because I wrote it. Uh, the other elimination chamber qualified. Dog's done. Move on. <laughs> what do you do with dogs and peanut butter, mate? I don't do anything. I've just heard some stuff. Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. Tony Carter. <laughs> Anybody? He's getting, he's building up for Wednesday, aren't you, already? Just, just and by it. that, I don't mean AW Dynamite. What else is happening on Wednesday night, Michael Hamlet? Uh, it's um, Tony Khan's football team versus my football team. While he's trying to prepare for a Dynamite, he's going to have to have one eye on his Twitter feed yeah. to see his team in Sunderland. They're going to they're gonna turn us over, man. I'm not well, even, I, I hope even, so. Can't even get, we haven't got a single striker on the pitch, and we had one shot against them. And You've got the 12th man. <laughs> Seriously, I need to up to turn you over. Yeah. How many teams will be left in the competition if you win on Wednesday? Oh, loads. Like, fifth round? Is, yeah. Yeah. So, is that 32? It's, aye. Loads. Long 60. way. I think if we win... Shot, don't I won't worry about it. Yeah, I think maybe into the last 16 if we win on Wednesday. But I don't think that's happening. That's not good. And then we're, and we're, then we're like, we've got leads in the next round. This is the, Look the, how well they're playing. Yeah, the Premier League, though. Yeah. Hang on, have you got... Oh, because it's a replay and it's been drawn. This is a replay. Oh, that sucks. What? <laughs> <laughs> You get the Newcastle League Cup. You've got the bloody final. Say, can you not just like enjoy that luxury and that you don't? You're so obsessed, man. You don't need to worry about us. <laughs> not worried about you. I just hate you. <laughs> uh, now I need Fulham to turn them over tonight. Like to be honest, on Wednesday. 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 I'll be more. I want. I want Tony Khan miffed in Gorilla. If it's I'll be more wrong. scared. I'll be as scared as I was when WWE were cheating. Frankly. By getting Becky Lynch on NXT before Survivor Series. Yeah. Don't ruin this. Something <laughs> won the League Cup today, actually. Because uh, Man City's trophies have all been taken off them. Good so point. That's League Cup's already completed it. <laughs> Good luck to Newcastle against Man United. Following our footsteps. <laughs> right, anyway. The other elimination <laughs> chamber, that I hadn't actually considered that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still lost. <laughs> stupid thing. You yeah. still lost. Would you celebrate it? <laughs> I like, would, if it was Chesterfield. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it in the office. It's not like you can get the engravers down, kind of like scribbling out, man, say, Sunderland, writing <laughs> in Tipex. <laughs> right in there, cheese. <laughs> Pulling everything. <laughs> cheesy chips. I don't get this anti-cheesy chips narrative. Cheesy chips are great. Cheesy and chips. And blue poppies as well. Oh, we What's get blue ch- pop? That's a weird Newcastle thing, like cheesy chips and blue pop. Blue pop on Wembley Way. Like the, Is that good I, or bad? Blue pop's great. Oh, bubblegum pop. Aye, well, any, any I had some colours? recently, and it just reminded me that it was Blue Wicked, which I used to love, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. Blue Wicked was good, but too. But if he doesn't get you pissed on a Friday night in the big market, <laughs> I remember, Cheese, you, go on. I was going to say, did you ever, you know, like Blue Bamboo, did you ever get the knockoff Blue Wicked? Of course I did. And put it with a Smirnoff ice in a pint glass. Of course I did. What, like 50p a bottle, a one pound, yeah. like one pound rocket fuel in a pint glass? It was absolutely great. Cheese and chips are two foods that separately are to be enjoyed uh-huh. together. Mm. 
It's only a macum would do that. You know what other two great... It's first bad food take. Cheesy, you're negging cheesy chips. Don't really, I just think they don't work that well. One compromises the quality of the other. Because if you smother it with cheese, uh-huh. you lose the crispy edge, which makes a chip a chip. You ever seen it when Americans go for chip butties? Because it's like bread carbs and potato carbs. It's a chip butty, you fucking loser. <laughs> Tell you what else just doesn't go. What? And I've never worked with kebab on pizza. Yeah, I'm not, I love uh, yeah, them both, yeah, but together, really not, sh- not sure about that one, like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got more matches that they've advertised from Monday Night Raw. It's a very Christ rare occasion. Like seven is past four. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> have to duck out in a minute. Uh, Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship already has Austin Theory, the champion, obviously, in there. Seth freaking Rollins. We haven't got time for the semi uh, Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. Uh, two more qualifiers. Anyway, he's, he's not in a match. Uh, why, why are we talking about him then? Uh, because who will be joining him in the Elimination Chamber match? Tonight it is, I'm just going to do him as one to save time. Yeah. Montez Ford versus Elias um, with the added factor of the returning Rick. Boogs! Uh, and Angelo Dawkins versus Damian Priest with the spectre of the NASCAR race from SmackDown hanging over all this, of course. So the two winners go in. Yeah. Feels like a contrived excuse, but a good one to put both members of the Street Profits in the match so they could start... In it, Ooh. a bit like Axe and Smash, <laughs> except, except the Elimination Chamber. And I think that would be very, very good and a nice tease of what these guys can do on their own because I think respective singles pushes are well overdue. That is interesting. It like promotes that this is good broken because I didn't think they were going to go that route, but I like that just as much as my own, which is Montez Ford beat Elias because he's vastly superior to him. That's a given. Uh, Angelo Dawkins loses to Damian Priest because he's in the f***ing judgment day. He's like gutted and then says, you know what, I'm with you. And we start to see those strains of tension because Montez Ford has this incredible breakout night in the chamber. And now the the sudden division is a bit more obvious and opened up between them. But Angelo Dawkins is with him and and where's that going to go? Like that's how like I that. saw that playing out. But I like Cedric just as much. Look at Triple H. He's not bad. I was, I was going into this thinking... Look at Triple H. What for that little Kermit head is? I was going into this thinking... Right, it's two obvious things here. Damien you ruffle Priest. his hair. But your nose will get you in the elbow. <laughs> 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 I thought it was fairly obvious But this. not a no circus tricks. Guitar shot or guitar stuff at the very least between Boogs and Elias that allows Montez Ford, or he can just beat him because he's mint. Uh, but then I thought, oh, Damien Priest obviously beats poor Angelo Dawkins mm. because Damien Priest is on a bit of a tear at the moment. But I do like the idea that Rhea Ripley's off training, let's say, because the whole point is when Mammy's not there, Dom can't do anything right. Yep. And Dom tries to help out Damien Priest and maybe costs him the match. And they go... Dominic, you're ruining everything. Can you do anything right? And he gets a microphone and goes, no. <laughs> and that's why we love him. American sitcom, like they all freeze and the credits roll over the top. <laughs> Director of the Judgment Day. Great. I love how the Judgment Day is kind of stupid. Yeah. Why are they doing, Did you see the NASCAR race? Why are they doing all of this for Dominic when uh, he's demonstrably hopeless? And a detriment to their success. They're such arseholes that they want bad things to happen to your Rey Mysterios and your Edges. These people are positioned as just the, like, the nicest guys. Everybody loves them, but they're just so mean. Unnecessarily so. It's like, let's ruin uh, their lives. Okay. Like Rey, Rey specifically. I, okay. I'm just really happy. 
the, the NASCAR race was divisive, I think it's fair to say, on social media. I think it's one of the greatest pieces of sponsored content I've literally ever seen from any company ever. It, were we watching a NASCAR race or one of them, like, screeners for the Oscars? Exactly. Um, but uh, all I will say is, whatever you feel about it, you cannot deny that Finn Balor is having the time of his in life doing Finn Balor was the only, only morsel of actual entertainment <laughs> value. That was earnest in that entire segment. It was, and think of the ground that covers, the most unconvincing, people don't talk like that, dialogue that WWE has put out in recent memory. In the words of Michael Cole, and I quote, You want to go race like we did back in the day when I used to beat you on the (laughs) go-karts? Well, you want to get spanked again like I did when you were three years old? They have a complicated family history. Uh, Dominic Mysterio putting on his overalls. I woke up up this morning feeling great. I pissed excellence. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Dominic Mysterio gets in the car. Where's the NOS? And my favorite... What's the NOS? (laughs) My favorite back and forth. Anybody got a booster seat for my pops? Dom, your driving is as fake as your teardrop tattoo. Hey, check this one out, Dad. I learned this one from my cellmate who used to be an ex-getaway car <laughs> driver. Love that one. Love it. <sighs> and if you're a fan of that sort of thing, check out the SmackDown review. Yeah, yeah follow me at Sidgwick. Finally, the big question hanging over. I know, big question he wants to, I know he wants to answer this question. Hanging over tonight's Raw. Will Otis become a model tonight? Yes, please. Like I'm well invested in this storyline. Like what the show does last week. Otis. Yes. Otis. 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 Right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... Emma Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Loads of pods for you today. Uh, as the review of SmackDown, of Rampage, and of NXT. Vengeance Day! Available right now. We'll be here tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.